Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-Game. This episode of the A-Game Podcast is brought to you in part by Naked Warrior Recovery. Naked Warrior Recovery is an outstanding natural CBD company to help with stress, appetite, inflammation has been amazing. It's been helping my neck. It's been helping all my joints. I'm able to run. I'm able to do a lot of stuff that I wasn't able to do. When you take it consistently for 30, 60, 90 days, you will see absolute complete changes in your body. The way you feel, all those little aches and pains are going to all of a sudden disappear. You'll forget you even had them. Go to www.nicknicknick.com slash links. Under affiliates, you will see Naked Warrior Recovery link. Put in code name AGAME to get 20% off of all your orders. And you need funding for your real estate deals. I don't care if you're shy, if you don't know exactly what to ask. That's what they're there for. We will help you. So if you're looking to get started in real estate, if you need funding for your commercial deals, for your residential deals, for your buyers, if you're a wholesaler, if you need lines of credit, if you need any type of investment loan, any type of creative loan, any credit issues, down payment issues, you need to get crafty, you have a slam dunk deal, you want the most competitive rates and terms, easy, efficient people that tell you the truth, that can actually get the deal done, shoot you straight, gonna work with you, you need to reach out to Nationwide Business Capital Group. So again, go to www.nicknicknick.com slash links. On the affiliates page, you will see, Get funding for my real estate deals. Go on that page, reach out. Mary Ann will get in touch with you. Tell her the A-Game podcast sent you over and they will make you a priority. They've taken very good care of me and the people I've sent over there. You will be in good hands at a time when lending is really strange. People are not shooting you straight. I'm getting all kinds of stuff all over the board. I like to go to somebody I can trust, a nationwide business capital group. And Mary Ann are definitely people that you can trust. All right. My guest today on the A-Game Podcast is my brother in jiu-jitsu, Mr. Black Belt himself, Rob Lauf, out in uh, Montauk, enjoying himself on a nice little vacation out there, getting up early for me. Rob Lauf, I appreciate you coming on again. You are actually the first guest ever to do a return appearance. So congratulations, sir. You, you were first. You're making A-Game Podcast history here. That's awesome. Nice, man. What a, and it is an honor. Believe me, before this started, uh, you, I panned you, saw my family outside. I've been talking about this and you and, and the podcast, and they were here last year for it as well. So it's funny. That's nice, man. Cool, man. Awesome. Oh, so, so we're right around the one-year mark, actually? This, it's this right around, year. yeah. It's, that's what's made, you know, in their eyes, me sitting here talking to you right now, uh, uh, you know, they, I, I feel like a million bucks. They, they're making me feel good even doing your podcast, you know? Oh, like, oh that's cool. That's awesome, man. Love no, it, I, man. Love, I love I'm having honored. people I know on, man. It's awesome, especially, you know, again, the, the whole point I started really doing this was it was just an excuse to touch base with guys that I don't get this, to talk to enough. So I'm always down to jump on and talk, especially with you doing some moving and shaking, man. And like we were just talking about you, um, for people who, who might not have heard the last episode you were on, you have an invention. And, and right now, I think more than ever, Obviously, COVID wasn't a thing when we talked last time, but now health is the thing that everybody's talking about. And with everybody being worried about compromising immune systems and keeping 
schools, especially in hospitals and all these other places, having a healthy immune system to battle in case or when you get COVID is the hottest topic across the entire world. So I feel like your invention that you made, which we'll talk about again, is more important than ever for making sure that that takes that extra step. Because if somebody gets one of those infections from some of the things that your invention prevents, and then they wind up catching COVID in a place that is pretty much one of the hotspots for getting it, like, I got to assume the mortality rate is, is not good with something like that. Yeah, I guess, I guess it's a, a double whammy now with, with COVID um, rearing its ugly head. So yeah, the highlight is, well, has always been on safety and, you know, doing, doing things, infection control and, and, and all that stuff. So that was always at the forefront. COVID came, uh, I guess, I guess it shined the light on, um, Everything, like you said, it shined the light on everything. The things that they were doing awesome, the things they were getting, you know, A-plus grades on doing, um, failed during COVID. You know, you know, not in big noticeable ways, but but the emphasis on doing things better, safer, has never been never been more paramount, you know. So, yeah, my, my invention, um, my little invention just got patented. Last year was patent pending when we did this. So just got granted, which feels really good to, uh, to get that certificate. A lot of work went into it. So, um, yeah, we, we, we cover snakes and plumbing equipment. That's what we do. Plumbing equipment that, that gets used in industrial places such as hospitals all the time. You know, they go in. Uh, these maintenance guys, I'm a maintenance guy. We go in, we do the job. We get a, a call about a, a toilet or a sink backed up. Uh, you, you know, we, we tie up our boots. We go in, we take the snake, we clear the drain line. And um, instead of that snake dripping, whatever it's going to drip all the way back to the closet where it goes or, or uh, in the elevator en route to anywhere, um, we got a boot called a snake trap goes right in there, catches any contaminants, any potential dangerous, anything from spreading anywhere in that facility, you know? Awesome, awesome. So now when we talked last time, you were in the process of, of moving things along. We had some things that were, um, people were starting to pay attention to it. Did you find that with all these new health regulations and with people being more aware than ever of some of the things that I'm, I'm sure you know, regulations and guidelines have all changed, especially with everybody having, you know, like you said, it's, it's under a microscope now. Have there been any adjustments to your initial design or any of the things that have some of the features changed? Have you had to adapt it at all in the last, or maybe, you know, things happen that you changed for, um, you know, the way the time to change. I don't know if the, if you change based on the situation or the, or the situation caused you to think of things to adapt that might help as well. Hmm. Yeah, you know, the situation, um, you know, the, the guidelines and everything at the hospital where I work, I work for Northwell Health in Huntington, and uh, they, they um, you know, the masks, the gloves, the temperature taken, all, all the stuff, the, the no wearing, uh, you know, you, at one point you weren't able to wear your scrubs from one unit to another unit, and it was real you know, it got tight for a while, but as far as we're concerned, the, uh, the facilities and the maintenance guys, the, the mechanical end of running a hospital is concerned. Nothing really changed for us. Um, but that's a good thing in a weird way, you know, Nick, because uh, it didn't change during this pandemic. It hasn't changed in, I don't know how many, 50 years before, you know, this thing that we're trying to cover, 
that goes into a, a waistline, uh, uh, into fecal matter in a sick patient's room, does its job, comes out the same way it's done pre-pandemic, you know, and, and the, so what we're trying to do now is just trying to, what we're trying to do is just say, hey, listen, um, there's a better, there's a better way. There is a solution out there and all of the plumbing products, all of the snakes, the waistline cleaners in all hospitals, all healthcare facilities, all nursing homes, all, any place that's got that, um, that piece of paper from the Board of Health, you know, that, that you have to, all the guidelines, like, um, you, you know, the silly, the silly things like uh, you have to wash your hands. We have, we have actual meetings, Nick, uh, a couple times a year on how to wash your hands. The infection control department comes down and they watch each one of us wash our hands and sing happy birthday. I swear to God, they have, <laughs> we have to. All those compliance things we have to do, like little things like that. But we can walk past those same people that gave us the hand washing seminar with the snake dripping shit. And you know what I'm saying? So like, uh, what we're trying to do is just say, hey, listen, like these these men and women who use these snakes, um, forget if 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 your if your concern is not you know the patients or, or the workers or anyone dealing with the drips of, of fecal matter or anything, uh, the workers, the men and women who who use those snakes, uh, they're at risk. So at least care about them, you know. So let's. So so initially, man, my head. I'm I'm not up yet. I'm sorry, man. I'm no, you're my good, head's man. All over the place. No, my head's all over the place. Nick, this boot is so simple. It's such a simple idea. You know, it's a simple idea. It covers the business end of a toilet snake. Doesn't make it catches all the drips so that anything that would have potentially dripped onto the workers' hands, the floor. Where, where, where all these patients and visitors and, and patrons of all these establishments might step on, come in contact with, you know. Um, do you get it? Do you get the idea? Of what I, I wish I had a picture of it right now. Oh, of I course wish I, I had a picture. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, and, uh, and send me some, because what I can do is when we, when we do this, I'll, I'll send this clip out and we'll, we'll actually like, I'll, I'll have it put on there so people can see like, literally what it is. But no, I completely agree. I, I, I love that idea. And I think the timing for it is perfect too more than ever because again, I think once people start to go back and they start to accept the fact that, all right, you know, hospitals have to go, they have to work, schools have to work. It's going to become, well, if we can't stop COVID, how can we, we help clean up all these other surrounding factors to make sure that we have a healthier environment just to decrease whatever risks are there. And if nothing else, because people don't always work off of the best intentions, just for the fact of like, hey, I don't want bad press. I don't want like the city or the inspector out on me. So what can I do to make people safe or f at least feel safe for coming back into my place of work or patients coming into my place? And I think you check those boxes with your invention because you can literally offer them something by saying, look, this is something that we do, that we offer that's brand new technology that nobody else is doing that literally think about if you go to any of these other places that don't have it, look what you're walking into. You're literally walking into shitty air. Like literally that that's what yeah. it is. You know? So yeah. I think just the fact of, you know, we were saying it last time, but the more people realize it's going to be one of those things that they were like, how was this not out before? How was it not mandatory for every hospital and school and prison to have these things prior? And people are going to start to be aware of it. Like ever since you and I first talked about it, 
I think about it every time I walk into any type of healthcare facility now of like, what's yeah. really in there? I see a, guy, a maintenance guy walking around and I'm like, are those gloves new? You know, especially you're thinking about now, like how long did he have yeah. on? Did he touch a, a crappy pipe and now he's going to, you know, take care of my grandmother or whatever. So um, again, I think that you're a pioneer in your industry. And I think it's, it's one of those things that people that don't know any better assume that that's already there. It seems primitive that it's not. So I really think that you're going to change the game. And the, the thing we, we named the last episode was prove Rob Loth wrong because you were saying like, Hey, show me that this isn't needed everywhere. Like prove to me that this yeah, doesn't do public health. Thing. Yes, and, and what we, we ended it with was who's going to be first. Cause I'm still a big believer that once somebody jumps on this, like, you know, I, I was saying we have Kevin Harrington coming on the second somebody goes, I want that. And they get to say, look what we have. Everybody else is going to go crap. We need to get that too, because if Home Depot has it, Lowe's needs it. If Northwest Hospital has it, DuPage County has to have it. And I think it's going to catch on like wildfire. We just got to get a couple of people to jump on and, and get the word out there for what this thing is and that there's a need for it. And I don't know anybody that wouldn't feel for having their friends or family or at least themselves going to work in an institution or a facility that has your invention. Nick, man, you, that, nice. Listen, <laughs> last year's, uh, slogan or have we I, I still that's the that's to this day that's what's been um the drive for me uh at the end of the day anyone who invents anything or, or is creative or, or you know uh or or good at it anyway or 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 driven to the point of madness spends more time talking themselves out of their invention you know, I de destruct, uh, reverse engineer my entire thought process on how anyone else could perceive or think of, of uh, uh, why it's not needed, why it's not a good idea, you know, prove Rob Loth wrong. Still, I want to meet that person. I need to meet that dude or woman who, who, who can stand and tell me uh no it's just not that's nah, not a good idea no nah, we're good we don't need it you know that that's that's it's good to feel that uh i almost feel that that doesn't exist that there's nobody out there that could say anything negative and you, you nailed it uh as far as uh being first i i have to use that uh to segue into first and foremost my employer northwell health um they're a huge, huge name. And they actually were at the forefront of uh, uh, doing some great things during this pandemic. You know, uh, they are leaders in healthcare. They really are on many levels. Uh, and not just, uh, you know, uh, a brown nose employee saying it uh, on the <laughs> podcast, you know, but they, they really are huge and uh, they're pioneers. That being said, they are huge supporters in this idea they're huge uh green light thumbs up keep going keep us posted we love it you know because they they do care about that um that aspect that infection control aspect and whether this is covid related or not which which uh, the argument can be made either way you know it doesn't matter like i said pre-covid if covid never existed this idea this idea to safely or, or better, a better way to cover your plumbing products, a better way to protect your employees that use them, inflect, uh, pr protect the staff that uses the same elevators, the, 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 the visitors in your facility, you know, nobody wants to 
stand next to somebody holding a, a plumbing snake, whether it was just used or hasn't been used in a week and it's about to go get used, you know, just because it's dry doesn't mean it's uh, not dirty. You know, the no, bottom. I, I, have, I have heard that some Germans love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a bad joke. It's a bad they joke. They actually, I, I'm getting something right now. They're actually trying to prove me wrong. They're trying to. <laughs> so aside from right, Germany, so everyone is going to love this invention. <laughs> All right, the Germans may have a leg to stand on. With, uh... <laughs> no, man. You know, it, it's interesting. I was just listening to, uh, I think it was Fighter and the Kid, and they had the guy on from Shark Week that literally has like an arm and a leg missing from getting attacked by a shark. Wow. He was on, I guess they have him like do a lot of press every year around Shark Week. So they were like, dude, you came in last year and the year before and your prosthetics don't really look like they look new, but like, mm. what did they do that's different? And he was like, nothing. He's like, you know, I, I get an upgrade every year just for something that's got a little bit less wear and tear, but really the functionality hasn't changed in years. And they were like, well, why? Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, for prosthetics, there's not a lot of funding that goes into accelerating or changing or updating the the technology of them right now because we're not at war he's like the best time right. to lose a limb is wartime because mm -hmm. the money that goes in to getting new limbs and new new technology for soldiers that have those wounds is through the roof and then when the war dies down everything gets kind of stagnant and i remember when i first got hurt they were telling me like hey you, you picked a good time because it's wartime so for you How i crazy, feel like man. in the healthcare right now we're at war like it's wartime yeah. right now. so yes. yeah more than ever, you're in the perfect spot right now to have this invention that you've already put the work in when people are scrambling to find something to, to help or to shine right now. I'm hearing nothing but like government programs and funds and all kinds of grants and things that people are getting to make their facilities healthier or less risky. So I feel like, you know, it's, it's just another thing right now that the timing is lining up perfect, that there's a need for it. And you're serving a public service. You have a great invention that's going to help people. And I think that there's going to grant money out there that when big facilities want to pick up you know hundreds or thousands of your product to go across all of them there's probably going to be things that they can do to even not have to come out of pocket I, you know again i'm talking just theoretically i don't know i don't want to say anything but i would imagine there's things out there to if you can show how it's going to help make their facility safer at a time like this there's ways that they can get funding for that that they won't even have to pay for it so it really i feel like what you're doing right now is the epitome of a win-win and it's happening at the perfect time that the world really needs it and can use it and is can justify spending the money on it. Well, what you just said is, is almost as awesome as your, uh, your jujitsu t-shirt, dude. <laughs> Amazing. I got it. I got dude. it from the champ. Steve, Steve I went down to, uh, oh, strong style. shout out to Pablo Castro, his uh, jujitsu trainer out there. When I was doing some real estate stuff out in Cleveland, he met me early in the morning. We did some rolling dude. Those Midwest guys all, so strong holy yeah. shit! oh my god i can't like believe farm it. boy strong you're saying like yeah yeah, yeah. man I, I i hit a pool guy dan shout out to dan um but i, I was like dude because pablo he's a little bit bigger than me you know but he was like yeah you know we'll meet early and then he goes and he's like a judge or an attorney or something and I, he was like you want to roll and i was like yeah you know we're both black belts what how bad could it be dude he yeah, grabbed me and i was like holy shit he was the strongest, like 165, 170 pound guy, dude. And I, Dan was like, man, he, he's a Midwest guy. He spent his whole life freaking probably on a farm and 
and and he's a, a national champion wrestler and jujitsu guy. So he's bailing hay and throwing bodies his whole life. And, I, and yeah. then so I was like, that's why in this fight when we just saw with DC and Stipe, Stipe, I mixed it up, Stipe, um, when I think about how strong that guy is at 165, 170, living where he is and doing what he did his whole life, now picture that farm boy strength in a 240-pound Stipe, firefighter, farmer, wrestler. Uh, I can't imagine what that feels like. I was like, man, that, that's – he could probably crush me like a tin can and just throw me out the window. <laughs> and Stipe, too, another story that – he was still, wasn't he at the firehouse like two yeah. weeks out? Yeah. He was answering calls. I mean, who, what guy at that level, that level, you know, the baddest man on the planet title is doing that, you know? If that doesn't make him, yeah, that's that's legendary stuff. That's legendary stuff right there, Nick. Yeah, that's awesome, dude, that you were, uh, you get to roll all around. It's awesome, you know? Uh, you, you get to feel black belts from all over uh, the country. It's good stuff, dude. I miss yeah. it now, man. I miss it now. You know, I definitely want to talk to you a little bit about jujitsu too when we uh, when we get through some of the stuff on Snake Trap. But um, but you and I were talking a little bit before we started recording, and you said something I thought was very relevant to business overall because, you know, you started talking about how you had things and, and there was some progression and things were moving along and you were getting some momentum. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we get hit with this pandemic and then it seems like things stop in their tracks. And, you know, I'm sure emotionally, you know, you, you get deflated and you start to think to yourself, like, you know what, forget it. Like, you know, I'm just going to move on. And you, even when we first talked a, a year ago, you were like, you know, there's times that I start to lose hope and then I get fired up again and then I lose interest. And then somebody jumps on like Joe Grove with the patent. And it really comes with those waves of trying to keep yourself in the game and not letting those times where you're like, I'm right there, this is going to happen and not letting it get too yeah. deflated when it doesn't. And I feel like that's exactly the type of thing with the people that listen to this podcast on a, any entrepreneur level, whether it's doing an invention for healthcare or doing real estate. It's what it is, man. Like I have a, a real estate deal I've been trying to close now for months. And every week we're like right there. And then the guy disappears. Mm -hmm. And then he resurfaces like, we're going to close tomorrow. And, you know, that's like all my deals. You know, every day it's, it's going to close and then the, the loan doesn't you come. It's just that roller coaster, man, and and it's yeah. it it takes discipline, you know. You know, there's days that I'm like, fuck it, like you know, I'm not getting out of bed today. I'm gonna watch Netflix all day, you know. And then there's days that yep. you wake up and you're like, no, like I'm not gonna feel. I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna run. I'm gonna find somebody else. I'm gonna. But like that's the life that we lead, and I feel like anybody who does anything great like you're trying to do, eventually, when you change the world and comes on, or hopefully this week when I have Kevin Harrington on and he jumps on it and. The shark himself from Shark Tank gives you the okay and it spreads like wildfire and you start popping up on all these podcasts and doing all these shows. Every great success story is that. Like, hey man, I was going to quit. I was in then I was out. Somebody wanted it. Then they bailed. And then we had the pandemic. Like, that's what success is. It's keeping yourself level and staying in the fight. And again, that's why I always go back to jujitsu. You didn't get your black belt by getting tapped out and then going, let them going home. There's days that you come in there and you kick everybody's ass. And then there's days that you probably roll with Manji or some of these other guys and they get the better of you, but you keep coming back and getting better and staying in the fight, learning from your mistakes. And you're going to, you're going to keep growing and you're going to keep having that success and getting those promotions. And that's the exact same approach that you're taking with snake trap. That's why I, I love those parallels between jujitsu and business yeah. because it really is very, very similar when you look at it. It's, it's, it's not all rainbows and sunshines, but you, you know, 
fight through the tough days, you enjoy the good days, and, and you, you keep your goal in mind and you fight for it. So um, talk a little bit about just the emotional and mental struggles. I'm sure you're going through the highs and lows between this last year. Yeah, Nick, there are, there are things like successful people or, or what make makes situations successful at the end um, and, and people deal with all the time who are, who are driven like, like yourself uh, and like I want to be um, is, is trying to will stuff into submission or, or will it into happening out of submission just because you were talking about jujitsu, but <laughs> like, the willing it. Um, and and by, by saying willing it, I mean like almost, almost uh, seeing the finish line so clearly that, every step towards that is is a, a you know you is a is a check mark a check mark a check mark uh and getting deflated um is definitely easy but there are you know there's things like in in your deals that you can control and there's things that you cannot control both of those things they weigh into the into the bottom line you know like how much time do you spend mentally on the shit you cannot control? How much time do you spend mentally on the shit you can control? And then how, how crazy are you after you take care of the things you couldn't control? Do you dive into the shit you can't control? Because no, I can control that too. I'm going to figure out a way to control that's that uncontrollable shit. The, the stuff that I can't mention that's out of my hands that I have to wait. We'll see. It's not up to me now. It's up to that, you know, uh, no, I'll dig in. I'll find a way to talk to whoever, uh, even for my own peace of mind. I won't be able to rest until I until I scratch every itch that needs to business-wise, you know, before I move on. And that's the thing. The, the, the pandemic came, and we had some momentum, and it was going. And then, like, you know, something I can't control, right? The pandemic, I can't control. Nobody can control it. It's still dictating business and everything. It's still the the... the you know, at the forefront of, of, of how everything operates going forward. That being said, um, Stony Brook Small Business Development Center, Stony Brook University, um, uh, we said because of the, the podcast last time and, and, and some, some um, contacts that we made, Wendy Darwell, she's the president of the uh, Nassau Suffolk Hospital Association, put us in touch with this, this guy, Bob. Harrington, funny enough, uh, at yeah. Stony Brook, and uh, their small business development center said, "Go file snake trap as a business." So I went to the Riverhead, did the whole thing. Um, we're recognized as a business, so we just got a grant from Stony Brook to. They're doing a feasibility study right right now on it, um, and um, prototyping, and they're trying to figure out all that stuff. So I have that team, you know, working on it as as we speak. Um, and that, that's pretty cool. You know, that's pretty cool to be able to have like kids in college working on my, on snake trap, uh, what kind of plastic is going to be good? What kind of plastic's not going to be good? And, and I, and hopefully they're, uh, on the same page with me. Cause I really do want to, not just because it sounds good and it's better. Uh, and it, it also might be better for the bottom line if it's that, um, the Mach 3 razor model, you know, where they're disposable. You know what I'm saying? So it's better for the environment if you can have a plastic one um, or, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, a cardboard one or a biodegradable one where you use it, get it out, chuck it in the dumpster, um, and you need it every time. Um, that, would be, that would be awesome. 
Um, but either way, even if it's washable, who, who cares? The, the, the solution's in place. It can, things can only get better once this thing starts going, you know? Improving on an idea that never existed, but is such a no-brainer idea, um, that's, that's what's, that's what's going to continue to drive me going forward, you know, because the patent uh, encompasses anything. Um, I, ha I have a, the, the design of the snake trap, if this is the end of uh, the, the, the snake, all right, it squeezes over and the, and the, the pressure of, of your, you know, just your pressure putting it in goes in and it clicks. This way, when you lift the snake up, it stays on. You don't have to do anything, you know. That patent goes over other hospital equipment, like um, in, in endo, you know, the, the scopes they use and stuff for all that yeah. stuff. Any, when those are sitting out and they're sterilized and they're clean, yeah, they're clean, but I got a cap now that will go over those products as well and sit there. And they don't have to worry, they can transport those without that end getting dirty or used. It'll stay sterile, you know? Um, it's good, man, there's, there's lots of good things happening. I'm, I'm really happy with uh, the partnership or, or the, the, the relationship with Stony Brook. And like, like if that, uh, I don't know, man, I, I think, I think, I think I got my fingers crossed. I'm, I'm happy, you know, I'm happy. We'll see. Dude, I, I, it's, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of when I, I was literally trying to, trying to think of the perfect health thing I could, I could tie your thing into. And uh, I, I think you're, when we look back in five or 10 years, it's going to be like when I talk to some of my friend's kids and, I'm, and we're, we're, we'll fly somewhere and I'll be like, you know that you used to be able to smoke on planes? <laughs> like, what? Crazy. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. And there was like a smoking section and a non-smoking section, <laughs> you know, but you're on the plane and they're going to be like, how, how? Like, that's the type of thing that people are going to say, well, that's crazy. How could you possibly let somebody smoke on planes? Didn't they know that, that was bad for you? I feel like that's going to be the type of thing, looking back. They're going to say oh, that's nuts you. that people went until the year 2020 without having something that traps in all that fecal matter and all that toxicity from people breathing it in, man. So um, I'm excited about it. And again, I think that it's going to be huge. What are you doing right now to, to get it out there? I know you have um, the local hospitals and stuff right from where you are in Long Island, but is, is that the initial plan right now as you're having them try and jump on or are you out there trying to promote it or sell it or like what's, what's the, um, what, what's your business growth? How are you getting it out there? Who are you marketing it to? Yeah, we, you know, we were we were super cautious, uh, or I was anyway. It was my baby, and it was patent pending. That didn't mean anything to me. I didn't know what that really meant or whatever, so I didn't feel safe. Um, and I, I have a partner, Rob Depa, um, who's who's very savvy with all that stuff. But long story short, I I didn't trust anything or anyone, so I didn't I didn't promote anything except from talking about it I, I did everything on the down low everything behind the scenes but um going forward absolutely huge target is healthcare that's number one you know but but the reason it's number one is because there's immunocompromised people there there's sick people at a hospital and the hospital's you know, main function is to get those people better, not not have them get more ill while they're in their facility or have someone visiting their facility catch something. Um, so hospitals are the target. Um, but what we're trying to do to promote this is is we're, we're trying to make a little video. Uh, it's fun actually making a little video of, um, you know, snake trap use. Uh, at, like, you know, some a knucklehead maintenance guy using a snake going in and do-do-do and then 
the video following him, catching all the drips. And then the oh. guy comes in with the snake trap, you know, and, and so that's fun making the video. So we're going to, we're, we're going to make a video. We're going to, um, you know, a cheap little, little video. We're going to use that for uh, a visual, but we're marketing it to 3M, uh, Rigid, the, the people who make those snakes. Um, and 3M makes hospital products. They make everything, you know, 3M is, is 3M. They could probably make snake trap in their sleep, you know, um, but we want to we want to um, partner with anyone who wants to mass produce these things. Get make let's make a million of them and and Northwell Health because uh, I'm loyal to them. I hear my daughter watching uh, uh, through the window. Northwell Health um, being innovator, being a leader. You know, I want them to be first. I I, I absolutely am holding out for them to be first. You know, um, um, but that doesn't mean that, you know, they can't be second or third either. You know, like it, it's, it's yeah, yeah. no offense, no offense to them, but, uh, you know, if, if X one, like I can't think of any other hospitals in the area, but if, if the Catholic health system or, or, you know, started using snake traps and, and said, Hey, listen, not only do we, our, our tier one with patient care, not only are we tier one with infection control, not only are we, um, leaders in, in all these aspects, magnet awards, uh, joint commission accreditation, all that stuff. Not only are we number one in all of those, but we care about the stuff no one sees, no one cares about, no one talks about. We cover our plumbing products. What do you talk, wait a minute, why? What's a, what a waste of, is it? Is it what's happening in your facility that, that you claim to know everything about, you know? You should know as 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 a as senior leadership in a in a in a in these these big companies. You should know that uh, there's a practice they can improve on, and they want to know. They tell us in in our meetings, come forward with ideas, come forward with things. If you think we can make an improvement here, come forward. So that's what I'm doing. I know I can make an improvement. I am coming forward. I'm going to present to them uh, a package deal that hopefully is undeniable. You know, I love it, man. How, how do you think that uh, training jujitsu for years and being able to stay calm in situations like that has helped you on the business side with all these talks and with doing stuff? Because even the confidence of being able to come forward, you know, there's a lot of times that I see people in companies that they are encouraged to do that, but people just don't have the confidence to to come forward with their ideas or they're, oh, you know, no, they want to hear my idea. They're not talking about me. And obviously you, you are very passionate and knowledgeable about what you're doing, but have you always been that go-getter or having the, that voice to speak up and go after things or, and, you know, again, do you think training jujitsu is something that, and I'm asking because I do have, you know, I have my brother and, uh, you know, Sean Cooper, one of my best friends and um, some of my friend's kids that have come through jujitsu that were very quiet and very introverted that I've seen after even a year or two of training jujitsu really found their voice, found their confidence. You know, they walk different, they talk different, they act different. And how have you seen that translate into you? There you go. Goosebumps. Sorry, dude. Yeah, I'm serious. The talk up on jujitsu and people that, that have had their lives changed because of that got me all excited. That um, How do I use jujitsu? When I go to talk to, um, when I go into these business meetings or, or whatever meeting, 
I, I don't go into business meetings. I, you know, every once in a while, if I've been in one, uh, because of snake trap, I, uh, I know that I could choke everyone in that room out. So that helps, <laughs> you know, like I eyeball everyone, I size everyone up. I'm like, dude, nobody, all of you stand, don't stand the chance. I roll with like Weidman and Manji, you know, like, uh, you know, no, but, but jujitsu without that, without that in my life, I have almost no confidence. Truthfully, without jujitsu, I have almost, yeah, I don't know if I'd be as driven as, um, as convicted, as um, prideful and all my stuff as I am, you know? It's but uh, yeah, yeah jujitsu is awesome, dude. I haven't trained with you and, and you must have been a purple belt. That's how long ago. I must have been, been a wild, purple man. belt, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I got to get back down there. And uh, I shout out to Bobby Muser, one of my firefighter buddies who always listens to this. Um, you connected him and he signed up down at Manji's gym over there. So he, he, he was going to go train somewhere. And I was like, dude, you live right by Monster. I was like, if you're not going to go, you know, to Sarah's and that's where you like, this is your only other choice. Like people travel all over New York train down there with these guys like you're crazy to not do it and so he did he went down there i think the next day I, I put him on a group text with you and he went down there and he's loving it unfortunately i don't think he's getting a lot of training in right now because of uh everything that's yeah. happening with COVID. but you guys got monsters down there man i said no no pun intended i mean manji's always been uh, super nice to me i've trained with him a few times um but you know just that group in general you know your, your name always comes up and you know the <laughs> paul hope smash harrison jay gershon billy tats like you know, even after last podcast, I was telling Billy Tats and we were kind of talking shit about him and how he, he verbally and mentally abuses me while he beats me up physically and he was kind of laughing and snickering. But uh, yeah, man, I, I miss it. Like definitely, I think almost more than anything, you know, I, I, you were talking about traveling and I definitely love traveling and training at all these other places. But right now, the thing that I miss is just being on Long Island and, you know, training with you guys and hanging around. And, you know, I could sit there for hours there and just talk to you or listen to Matt Sarah tell jokes or you know, watch Manji beat up Billy Tats and I get the cheer him on. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, dude. What have yeah, you been doing for, for being able to to get that outlet out? Because I know, obviously, you know, I, and I saw you actually, you, you started making a lot of cool videos and stuff. You had that that big bear. You were pulling some moves on the big stuffed animal. And uh, I was you know, seeing you started posting a lot more yeah. stuff. That's funny. I You know, I, I was telling Derek that, um, you know, because everyone, all the gym owners were, they're super nervous, you know, and, and, and they still are. Uh, so he was just saying any, any content anyone can put out to kind of, you know, keep jujitsu on, on people's minds, keep it fresh or whatever, uh, you know, he'd appreciate. So I got cheesy with my daughter's uh, stuffed animal bear. I put the gi on it, you know, and, and I, I think I broke that thing's arm a hundred times. <laughs> choked it out. My daughter's telling me, oh, don't, why? I'm teaching my daughter how to choke the bear. And she's like, no, I don't want to. You know, so she's not ready for jiu-jitsu yet, you know. But uh, she, she will be soon. But, um, yeah, what have I been doing for that? I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I bet you I, I have to train. You know, uh, so I guess I guess some people, I don't know how to say this uh, safely. You know, you you pick one or two people that that are, are probably you know clean, red. You know, do some you know light movement and stuff. You know, and uh, that's it for now. You know, you don't want to get anyone in trouble. You don't want to you don't want to push the push the limit on what you can and can't do. You know, but. Yeah. Um, Jiu-jitsu guys got to get it in. That's it. I don't know how else to say that. 
Yeah, oh. man, I'm, I'm dying out here. The, uh, but you, you know, you're a great, I don't know if you teach over at uh, Monster Member, but you're a really good teacher. A couple moves you showed immediately, like, you know, sometimes I'll see something and I'm like, that's good. I want to rep that, but I don't have anybody. So I go grab my, my grappling dummy who by chance is named Joe Riley. So <laughs> I grabbed Joe Riley and I started doing the move that you were showing. I think there was like that arm bar spin from picking up the arm and coming around and it was good, man. You did a really good job of breaking that down. I appreciated it, but um, it is really interesting because it's, it's so weird, dude, that like New York is technically still closed. Like I just saw a post from Longo about his gym and a post from Pool Guy about Sarah's about like, hey, stay tuned, we're going to be opening, but there's guidelines and things. Meanwhile, in Chicago, the Damian Maya School I trained out of BJJ Lab Naperville opened June 8th and completely just opened. So they're going on wow. almost three months, but no cases. So like technically I could go back, but I'm like, at what point do I feel safe doing that? Because I'm mm -hmm. a gym of people. You know, and I, if I get sick, I get sick, but I don't want to give it to somebody else. And then I see, like, a lot of guys now are putting mats in their backyard. And like you said, they have their one or two training partners that mm -hmm. they kind of agree to only train with each other. And they're posting IG videos, like, right. from biohazards posting stuff. Or mm -hmm. Trot is telling me that, guys, there's mats all over a park in Queens. And there's, like, 40 guys that just show up in the park and they all roll together. And I'm like, I've well, seen. I get that, I've but seen. that scares the shit out of me. Like, you know, like, yeah. it's it's a strange time. Like, and nobody really knows the right answer, you know? So it's like, what, what do you do? It's, it's, it's hard, man. But I just want man, it back. It I want 2019 I know, back. <laughs> I know, man. I know, dude. I know, man. What do you think? What do you think? When do you, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, when, when are they, when are we going to shake the extra sketch and it's going to be back to, you know, normal? Man, I don't know. You know, again, we're, we're at three months here in, uh, in Illinois of jujitsu being full swing back. And I'm not seeing or hearing people going, ah, you know, this one's not showing up. I haven't gotten the email from the gym of like, Hey, just so everybody knows little Susie got COVID. Don't come in. Yeah. So hmm. we haven't gotten any of that. So, you know, I, I think it's going to be, I mean, people are going back to school now. It's like, to me, that's a big test is if the kids are all going to go back to school, let's see where we are in October. Did it spike because the kids caught a bunch of germs from me, brought mm -hmm. them back to the parents. Now, everybody's sick again but you know and then that's you can point. Home, you know like yeah, for me it's just point. a matter of you know i just again I, I worry about my you know my parents or you know my partner's parents out here you know she she's got elderly parents so i just would never forgive myself if i gave something to them but it's like you know at what point now it's you know i i haven't it's been since february you know at what point do you go i i just gotta go start trying to do some stuff you know you could do them safe you know i know whether i believe in the mask or not if there's a chance that it's going to keep somebody from catching something, what do I care? Like I'm, I'm going to the store, I'm going to pick up a, a fucking Zions. I'll put the mask on. Like what's, what's the big deal. And if it turns out that it didn't help and in six months they go, Oh, you know, you didn't really need to. All right. Who did it really trouble me that much? You know, it's like, yeah, Nick, you know what? That's a good point. I, I'm, I'm a big, um, I hate the mask. I don't think I try to find someone who goes, I love the mask. You know, <laughs> everyone, everyone hates the mask. But People with busted teeth like the mask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I hate the mask in private. <laughs> you know, that's how I feel about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't, don't, don't shove in somebody else's face how much you hate the mask while you're going to get your Zion's. Not, you know, not you. I'm just saying, like, you know, that's, that's, you're right. You got to suck it up, you know? The person you see with the mask on while you're getting your Zions doesn't want to have it on either, you know? It's, yeah. So, yeah, the mask is it, the it's, mask. It's like underwear, dude. No to wear on. Oh, no, no, sorry. That's not, that's not what I meant. Oh. <laughs> no, but, you know, it, it is true. You know, and I see uh, a, couple of, a couple of gyms, I see the guys, they're actually rolling with, like, the ninja masks on. 
that like, so you like pull them over your head. And I was like, that's actually not a terrible idea. Cause I, I was trying to think about like, how the hell do you roll with the mask? I'm like, it's going to come off all the time, but I kind of like the idea. And you know, again, you, you, it's, it's baby steps, dude. So it went from like, you can't go out, you can't even go to the grocery store. Now it's like, look, you, you can go to the grocery store, you can go to the gym, but you have to wear a mask. Like, and eventually that will stop. But people are bitching now. Like, well, like, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. I refuse to do that. It was like, well, would you rather go back to like, everything's closed again. And now we can't even do that. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm going to take what I can get like a little bit and a little bit. And you know, we're, we're, we're trending in the right direction, man. You know? Absolutely. Talk about a marketing uh, angle. They, they're making those jujitsu masks ranked. You know, they have the blue belt one, the white one, the purple belt. You know, do you see those? <laughs> no, yeah, I didn't they, see those. They, 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 they're having, you know, so people are buying them. You know, Manji says he'll, he'll, he'll rip your head off if you walk into a gym with one of those when there's ice. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said, you might see people come in there, man, you know. But, that, you know, I, as far as that goes, the, you know, if, if you got your mask on, and, and you're and you're actually physically training and rolling, you know, you're unless you're closing all of your pores and that other person's sweat's not going in or, or you know, then I, I think it's counterproductive. I mean, in, in, in jujitsu or, or combat in general, it's gotta be almost all or nothing, you know, unless you you know, uh so I don't know when that's gonna happen. I, I hope New York tends uh trends more like Chicago who's been open and we get to we get to train soon because um, my daughter gets bored of me. Uh, she's, you know, she doesn't, she thinks it's not, she doesn't know when I'm, uh, she thinks she's just watching TV from inside daddy's legs, not her guard, <laughs> her dad's guard, you know, she's trying to watch Moana and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to flow, <laughs> flow right. roll with her. She doesn't awesome. get it. So yeah, I'm running out of, uh, I need, I need to train soon. Well, I should, I'm, I'm hoping to get home, uh, probably around Labor Day, man. So I'll definitely hit you up, man. I'd love to train. Oh, soon. And, you know, you soon. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that's, that's the plan. But you know, it's, it's just yeah. like you said with the, um, you know, for, for me, it's like I could go there, but you know, I don't understand that there's people at home that'll be like, you know, husbands, wives, parents, they're like, look, you want to go to jujitsu? Fine. Just do me a favor, like for the kids or for your father-in-law, just wear the mask where you're there or be safe when you go to the grocery store. You know what I mean? So I also understand, like yeah. we were talking about yesterday, you know, that the happy life, happy wife, you know, sometimes it's like, mm -hmm. we're in a weird place that people have to, you know, have compromises. And that's all I'm trying to do. It's like, if that's the compromise at this point, I just want to get back to training. But, um, you know, as we're finishing up here, your timing was perfect. Hey, how are you? Oh, just say hi. hi. The, that's, the that's, next that's monster cool. black belt generation. <laughs> How are you? Hi. Your dad's doing great stuff. He's got an awesome invention. It's going to be a big deal. He's going to help a lot of people. We're at Monto. So she wants to go in the pool, Nick. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. I will let you go in one minute. Bye. Um, so <laughs> you and I were talking about Kevin Harrington. We started getting on some. Um, we started getting on some email chains with him. And uh, he's coming out with a new book. So he's actually coming on the podcast tomorrow. So I don't know when these will air, but it, it was almost like the same day. You were like, hey, man, let me jump back on. So we've been trying to get this going. It looks like he's getting back into full swing. So we are going to have the shark himself's attention. Give me a pitch. You're on Shark Tank right now. I got Kevin Harrington on, and I'm going to say, Kevin Harrington, I had my black belt buddy Rob Lalthon yesterday. He did a pitch for you. Here it is. What are you going to say to him? Wow, there's no pressure there. Jeez. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. 
basic, basically, if you're looking for, if you're looking for, uh, if you're looking for an innovation that no one has thought of, that nobody even assumed was a was an issue. Um, that's yeah, a tough one, Nick. Damn it! Give me a second. Hold on, Kevin Harrington. We, we, how do I? How do I? How do I sum up? Yeah. <laughs> how do you? How do you sum up Snake Trap? Uh, yeah. Kevin Harrington, can you find anybody that would not want any product or piece of equipment that's had direct contact? And by direct contact, I mean actually at least six feet in a waistline. Try to find me one or two or a handful of people that would not want that thing covered for the user's sake, for the facility's sake, um, for overall safety. That's it. I, I, I can't think of anyone who owns or, or is responsible for running a facility. I can't think of anyone at the health department. I can't think of anybody at the... Um, um, I, I, I even, hey, if I could get to Fauci, Dr. Fauci, tell me why covering, covering um, fecal matter from dripping is, is a bad idea. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm getting like a little snarky right now, but like, it's almost a no brainer of an idea. It's, it's a simple, cheap solution. I found the solution to be pretty fairly reasonable to make that's that's the part i don't know as far as production and manufacturing goes and, and that's what stony brooks helped me out with right now um but but i can't imagine that the juice isn't worth the squeeze at, at, as they say at, at the end of that you know everybody's looking for a safer way everybody's looking for a better way and everybody wants to be first so um my plea is for northwell to be first. And I, I, I have a feel I, I, I'm going to talk to them. I want to show them this podcast. Um, you know, all the people, the, the big supporters at Northwell who, who have been awesome about this. I want to, I, I want to let them know that, um, you know, their name is so big and respected and powerful. And I respect it so much that uh, if they would simply say that, absolutely. If that product exists, we would buy it. We would buy it if it existed, and, and they and they have in 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 more or less terms said that you know um, as I was talking to them and pitching to them, and you know they, they got bigger fish to fry than than taking uh, you know, so they encouraged me to go do more legwork. They wanted to see more sweat equity, and you know like these these senior senior people on at, at these big big companies definitely. Um, want to see more meat and substance when you bring something to them other than, Hey, I've got this idea. Listen, check it out. They want to see some meat and potatoes. So now that I'm establishing a, a pile of meat and potatoes, um, I, I would love Northwell to be first, but um, it really doesn't matter. Someone will be first, you know, who's going to make these things. How are we going to get them out there quick? Because um, yeah, fecal matter spreading through your hospital on any level, even little traces, not good. Not good. So if you're if you're going to boast about doing things better, safer, if you're going to um, wave your flag of infection control and Department of Health and, and, and all these things, you cannot forget about the, the unmentionables and the little things, you know, because those little things can come back and bite you sometimes, you know, you don't want anyone getting sick with that. Uh, see, see this alone. I've learned more about that 
fat uh, ailment. Do you know what C. diff is? No. It's a hospital version of insanely uh, a horrible diarrhea. It's <laughs> something. It's like the most contagious. It's the most contagious thing in the hospital, uh, and everyone, a lot of people get it. Um, but that's how it spread, you know, through um, through through fecal matter. And, and you know, I guess the 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 the, the men and women cleaning these rooms uh, in sick patient rooms, you know, they get it, you know. But imagine. The, the maintenance guy taking that snake out of the toilet and, and what's dripping on as you're running back to the to, to the shop not being there that's all you have to think about you could eliminate all that snake yeah. trap <laughs> i like it man i think that that's that's a good as plug as any I, and i think you're again your visualization it it sticks with you because people are like oh it's like yeah I don't, I don't want that nobody wants that so I, I think you nailed it, man. I, I think it's going to happen. So uh, people want to reach out to you. Somebody has a connection at a hospital or a manufacturing company or somebody that wants to get in touch with you because they need to get snake trap into somebody's hand or they have somebody that wants it or they just want to talk to you about it. How do they find Rob Lauf? As of right now, it is 631-813-3433. Call my cell or text me or rob.com. Loft at gmail.com. Uh, don't that's a whole nother story how I got that name, that email <laughs> handle. And now, uh, I know you've been doing more social media too. I think since our last podcast, you're actually part of the Instagram crowd now. So, uh, Facebook and Instagram, how do people follow you? Yeah, Rob Loth, R O B L A U T H on both. Uh, is it at Rob Loth, that little at thing? Is that yeah, what is that Rob Loth? And, yeah. I, and I'll, I'll put it in the show notes too. So when people click on this, I'll, I'll put a link in it. They could just click on it. They can find you on there too. But um, keep it going, man. I think we're, we're getting close. I'm going to hit Kevin Harrington up with this. And uh, I think 2020 is going to be the year for the snake trap and the year for Rob Loth. So we'll take some positives out of this. Uh, any closing thoughts before I let you go? Enjoy your weekend in Montauk with your family. A million closing thoughts. A lot of them are are. are are going to be kicking me in the ass when we, when we finally disconnect here. But the most important thing out of, out of all of this is, um, you know, sincerest thanks to guys like you for, for existing on this earth. Truthfully, um, a buddy of mine, uh, Joe Marino, he's a doctor. He got me, um, he got me the job at, at Huntington. He, he addresses certain people as salt of the earth people. And, uh, without getting too crazy you're you're one of them and i can't thank you enough i have nothing to say in closing or anything except uh a lot of gratitude nick truthfully really you're a good you're a great great guy and i'm very lucky for even even this because it's making me feel good i appreciate it man thanks nick hey i feel the same way man again everybody's got great Say about Rob, you've always been a good dude. Happy to help any way I can. I'm just hoping that I can connect you with the right people because, uh, you know, I love to support my friends. I love to support my jiu-jitsu buddies, especially. And, uh, you know, you got something that I truly believe in and I think people need. So anything I can do to help pass it on, I, I think you're, I think you're onto something really good that can make a lot of money, can help a lot of people. And what more could you ask for than that, you know? Win, win, win. Yeah. Nick, I can't wait to get on the mats with you again, bro. Definitely, man. I, I will hit you up uh, as soon as we get back. And congratulations to our training partner, Chris Weidman. We were talking about him prior for his big win. So uh, congrats to him if he's listening. And Rob Loth, ladies and gentlemen, have a great weekend, man. I will plug all your stuff in the show notes, and I will touch base with you as soon as we get Kevin Harrington on board. Nick, later, dude. Take it easy, brother.
Ever wanted to play the drums? Or do you want to get your kids some drum lessons to burn some of that energy while they are all locked up? Take advantage of a free drum lesson with one of the tri-state area's most respected drummers, Dan LaMagna. Dan LaMagna has played in such bands as Crown of Thorns, Suicide City, Biohazard, The Real McKenzie's, Sworn Enemy, The Walls of Jericho. He has played all over the world and he is also endorsed by such companies as DW, Vader, and Sabian. Dan has taught tons of people from all different age groups and all different music styles. He can teach adults, kids, advanced, beginner, any types of styles from metal, all different types of percussion, whatever style you want. Get a free drum lesson today from Dan. All you need to do is text the word drummer, D-R-U-M-M-E-R, to the number 833-482-0167. Again, text drummer to 833-482-0167 for your free drum lesson.